Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the podcast Coffee with Mike and Julie, Libertarians Talk Psychology. This is current commentary from an MBA businessman and a PhD psychologist. I recently have come to the realization or concept that I don't think it's enough for us to just blame government and business collusion for the problems we see in our society. There's some additional responsibility that we have as individuals. And I think that at an individual level, we we cling to things that we feel secure with, even when we know it doesn't make sense. So there are two things. And that's prospect theory, by the way. That's really oh, yeah. true. We overvalue things we cling to versus taking risks with things that would be profitable. But anyway, that's another topic. Okay. But, you, but you're right about but, that. And I, I struggled with today's topic because I know that it is right in the middle of your field of interest, psychology, but it's part of our mission to increase awareness when we see things in the news that we should expose what doesn't make sense. So anyway, the thing in the news that got my attention was Rand Paul. I'm going to give you his quote first, because that's that's the best part. His quote is, does this mean snot-nosed censors at YouTube will come to my office and kiss my ass and admit I was right. <laughs> so what, what... That's in some kind of Senate hearing? Oh, I don't know where he said this. Yeah, snot-nosed censors. That's great. So the <laughs> precipitating event was that some a month or two ago, he made the comment that cloth masks did almost no good. Yeah. And that people should be aware of that. And I remember at the time I had read some some articles about research about masks. And if you remember, the title of the article was, we can quit claiming that masks don't work. And then when, you read, when I read the body of the article, they said that the research clearly showed that cloth masks did not work at all. And that even the hospital type mask Those 95 was things. was good if you practice social distancing so that was the only so way they, they worked a little show, bit they worked a little bit a that little was the only bit. way they could show that the mask worked at all was you had to have the right mask and you had to have social distancing well that's a little biased because if you have somebody sick and they're coughing into their mask it does help Transmission. I mean, well, but in but in any case, let's don't go down that rabbit hole. There, there's but, so much debate about it. Well, the point that I'm making is that I think people are irrationally depending on the mask stuff because mm -hmm. it makes them feel good. 
It makes them feel like well, at you least br- I'm doing something. You're bringing up that that we saw when we were driving to breakfast that day, remember? We thought, oh my God, this guy was walking down the sidewalk, no one in sight, else in sight, bright sunny day. We all know that the sunshine kills even the Delta variant. And he's walking down the sidewalk by himself wearing his mask. So I have an example from yesterday. Yesterday I was out at the beach. So I am at the in the panhandle of Florida at the beach. In the sun. A, a neighbor of our vacation house neighbor was out there on the beach with a mask on. <laughs> and because he was wearing the mask, I couldn't quite recognize him. So I called out to him because I thought it might be him. So he's wearing the mask and he comes up to me. And when he comes up to me, he lowers the mask so that he can talk with me. I know. I've seen so that. I've the, seen people do that's this. That's the biggest joke of all. It's a big If anything, joke. he should not have had the mask on when he's walking around on a windy, sunny beach. He shouldn't have been wearing the mask. You, and then when he got close to me, he should have put well, the mask Well, this probably offends on. your engineering mentality because it's so illogical. It's, and it's, and I think you're right to point out that that person is not understanding the point of a mask fully enough to have that impact their behavior fully. Right. So the reason they're doing it must be to s- some sense of security or conformity right. Or the badge of I'm, you know, I'm a bluebird, or there's some right. other reason. The sense of security and conformity, I really think, captures it. Mm-hmm. I think that that phrase really captures what people get because you know, everybody knows, everybody knows that if you're out in the sun, windy at the beach, there's no I'm way. Not, I'm not sure everybody knows that. I'm not sure oh, everybody, God, I'm not sure the not term know? everybody knows is a good term. Well, anyway, the the mask thing, Rand Paul had made this statement yeah. about the cloth masks and, and when he did. When YouTube, he probably researched, he probably well, looked at a, the research. He's a doctor, he knew what he was talking about. He's a about. physician and he, he and, and, and he's also a person who we know researches many things. I do want to say that he, in response to that, he left YouTube and he started on Rumble. So he quit YouTube and went to Rumble. Well, I need to. For what that's worth. I don't know anything about Rumble, but... I've signed up to get Rumble. I mean, this transferring off these censorship channels is going to take a little time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw where Trump had a billion dollars investment in his social media channels. I don't know how he's going to do it. Trying to find a way to sign up without having the GOP tag me as a sap. And this sorting out of the information channels is is crazy right now, but it, it's going to and it's going to take time. Anyway, go ahead. Well, but that that is today's topic is this at an individual level. We are at a point in time we in the past we used to depend on trusted sources of information. Yeah. And those trusted sources of information have gotten okay. So, so corrupt. you're you're looking at the system. You're diagnosing the system now. You're looking at a different level. You're looking at the individual level, right? Which is really important, and uh, that's been called toxic followers in the literature, the psychology literature. Is if you have enough toxic followers that aren't processing information 
in a critical uh, thinking way, then that'll move the system into a toxic place, whether or not your leaders are effective and have integrity, whether or not your system processes are correctly designed. You know, you can have checks and balances, but if you have toxic followers, you got serious trouble. And I'm looking at myself and who I have blamed for this dilemma. And I have been quick to blame the collusion between government and industry. Well, you're typical libertarian in that. We always, our, our first and most fun choice for blaming is government. Right. <laughs> and we're correct, but there is a responsibility at the individual level there's well, this thing about this, you know, security and overly conforming. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think you're right in a sense, because I just saw that happen with a psychologist. The government agency mm -hmm. wanted to expand its power. They go, oh, we, we're, we need to expand our power or the sky will fall. You know, it'll be horrible. And then these toxic followers recruited a bunch of toxic followers and these people were brain dead. They, they bought anything they were told. They lapped it up like lap dogs. I mean, I, I was stunned by the lack of critical thinking going on in the followers and they, uh, they mowed us down. The resistance were mostly boomers and the millennials or whoever they were mowed us down. We were we got our ass handed to us on a platter. So that's a good example and one that's gonna stick with me a while about what you're saying is when toxic followers decide, it, you know, and that would be Gulag Archipelago. I mean, you know, the toxic followers are deadly. Milgramites, Stanley Milgram pointed out toxic following. Hmm. You know, someone that would pull a lever and shock a subject right. and offload their sense of responsibility to the authority figure that's telling them And as I've commented before, anytime you bring up Milgram, I feel the need to point out, when I was a young man, I would have done it. Well, that's why, they, rec that's why they recruit, recruit young men for military. Right. It's like they'll do anything. Now, if Highlighted I very well in the movie Fourth of July with, yeah. with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. The hero's I'm, journey. I'm so, I'm so fortunate that I did not have to get in the military and go kill people. Because you would because, have. Because, man, I would feel terrible now. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm an emotional old man. Well, you know, and that's the casualty. I mean, uh, uh, my colleague uh, Feigley wrote The Casualties of War. Yeah. The unconscious, the unacknowledged, the unsomething casualties of war. I mean, of course, that's it goes against all. They named it a moral injury. You're asking young men to go brain dead and go kill people that they have no reason to kill. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no argument going on. Yeah, you know, that's the good thing about the libertarians. We don't believe in very much war, only a little bit to defend yourself. Right. But none of this aggressiveness for for to promote democracy. I mean, what a hell of a way to promote democracy anyway. What a ridiculous way to war to promote democracy. It's almost like oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's like the religious wars back in the mm -hmm. 
back in the ages. Let's we're going to promote God. Go. We're going to promote God's will through war, like <laughs> death, through, destruction, rape, and pillage. All the members of this other religion. <laughs> yeah, so this other religion. Our true religion. The true religion. <laughs> I mean, it's really. I mean, we've come a long way since that bizarre Shoot, stuff. I don't think we've come very. We've far. come a long way. Read Pinker. <laughs> Read Stephen Pinker. Okay, go ahead. Some other examples that I think are possible candidates for this thing about, you know, the individual level, individuals are cooperating too much. But our belief in doctors, brain dead, just do whatever the doctor says and not yeah. question. And doctors, in the meantime, are more and more getting away from science and going more and more with oh, they're, they're, they're with being... big pharma. <clears throat> yeah. So we're seeing an example of that right now. So the doctors, doctors that are giving out ivermectin, yeah. which is being they're trying to censor the data uh, on the ivermectin stuff. But the doctors that are giving it out in the pharmacies are being targeted, being closed down and targeted and threat. Their licenses are being threatened. And so we've experienced this. We go to the doctor and we say, hey, I mean, I'll use the example of ivermectin, but we mention ivermectin and they get nervous. And it's clear to us. Yeah, we couldn't get it from our primary care we guy. He's know, like, we're no. not getting good information from the very person that we have relied on our yeah. whole lives yeah. to give us good information about our health. Well, I've never relied on them, but you have. I have. I've and, never relied on those. But I also am pretty quick to to read the expression on their face and I see the deer in the headlights and I know, now wait a minute, he isn't being truthful with me here. Some, something's Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A miss. Yeah. When he can't, when he can't give me eye contact to talk with me about this. He's something. hiding something. He's hiding something. He's hiding the fact that he's scared to death to go on record. I mean, all of this is in records. So the confidentiality and the freedom of information and the freedom of action is being monitored by Big Brother. So big business is colluding with my doctor or whatever, the medical business industry and all that. But what, I, what I'm pointing out for today is that we at the individual level are slow to recognize it. At the individual level, it makes us feel secure to be able to talk to our doctor and have him tell us that we're not as sick as we think maybe we are or something. You know, that high cholesterol number isn't so bad and we can just forget about it. It's not a problem, but we we have a responsibility nowadays as individuals to, to educate ourselves to not be seduced into just feeling okay about that. Well, we, you're, we you're, bringing, you're, you're bringing up the issue of the critical thinking in the country. And so I read the statistic. Let's see, I was reading this in Stanovich's My Side Bias. 80% of the population isn't really convinced of anything. 
He, po he points out that it's really 20% are like us. We're like pissed off or we're, we have convictions. You know, you're, you and I have the conviction that the constitutional design of the country is the best possible design of a country. And, you know, that there's certain ways to keep government small. And we have convictions and beliefs, which, by the way, are resistant to critical thinking. We're just as biased oh, yeah. with you, our biases. You'd have a hard time changing my mind. Yeah, and I've tried before <laughs> and you're very resistant. <laughs> so, but the yeah, point, the yeah, point I'm is- I'm resistant to, to you just like I'm resistant, or not just like, but yeah, similar it's, it's to kind my of, being resistant it, to everybody else. It's kind of paradoxical <laughs> that you're preaching today about other people's like you. You know, you should wake up. It's like, okay, but 80% of people don't give a crap about what's happening until it's right in their face. Yeah. So, but the point you're making is critical thinking has gone down. And that's a fact, by the way, that oh. can be measured. Oh, Critical okay. thinking in our population probably was never all that high, but it has been measurably sinking yeah. for a while. And just to see the conflict going on now and, and from, from my own experience, personal experiences, the boomers still are trying to critical think, but we're the last we're great pretty hope. slow. Our brains are getting slower. Well, and we're not being, in, in my community, we're not being respected. The, the millennials are know-it-alls. And let me, now, and let me say this. I'm, I'm retired now. Well, you are too, whether you know it or not. I'm retired. Okay. In general, in the general population, if you're retired, you are a level lower. I mean... You've lost status. You've lost status. Well, then I take it back. I'm not retired. <laughs> <laughs> but but this week, I was having a conversation with a woman who was, was assuming that I was not retired. Oh, somebody and, assumed you were not retired? Yeah, we were. Anyway, when, when, <laughs> what an when assumption. the subject came up. You look retired. <laughs> you walk around this community, you look like that. If I had to, like, is that person well, retired? Well, I had shaved. I, I had shaved. <laughs> I was wearing a collared shirt. I oh, had, well, you were, you were in disguise. In. <laughs> I had it tucked in. You were disguised so, as a person who actually works for a living and has right. some meaningful. Now, if I had if I had my three-day growth of gray beard and, and wearing like your a hat. bum and wearing my... Uh -huh. Yeah, I have, mo most of the time you do look like a bum. <laughs> well, most of the time I am kind of a bum. Well... Not, not really. I don't think so. But... But anyway, as soon as it became known that I was retired, I could tell there was a change in her, the way she... Was this a young woman? Yeah, no, you know, <laughs> 45, 45. No, no, that's no don't worry. I, I was that's, not. That's, uh, that's young for no, you. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, young for me. But no, no she was not. Uh -huh. so. I don't... I don't think that what you're thinking about was part. Well, of you're bringing up you're bringing up the issue of the system that we're in. If we go back to our cycle of nations uh, theory, that the selfishness, you know, we're we we're coming from the abundance uh, level and we're into the selfishness, then you would predict that the younger generation has become selfish. Now, that selfishness is going to exhibit itself through arrogance. Okay, so let me go and let, let me go through this so that I can understand your point because you've gone to the Tytler cycle of, I guess, cultures, 
go cycle through, of go nations. Cycles. Cycle of nations, and I think he we, calls it. What's that? I think he calls it the cycle of nations. Okay. He he studied he studied cultures and cycles yeah, yeah. and realized there was a predictable cycle in all nations' life cycle life you know, life and span. kind of bondage being the at one point that we can all identify with where the where the culture is really struggling, but anyway, goes to courage and then abundance and then selfishness. And what you're mm -hmm. pointing out is that the boomer generation was a generation of abundance. Well, I think we were a little selfish, but I don't recall ever not listening to my elders mm -hmm. like the millennials are not listening to their elders. Hmm. I mean, I don't recall that. I may saying, be wrong about that. And you're that. saying that's a trait of selfishness. It's a trait of selfishness to be a closed system and not listening to new information. Because, you know, if you're in a closed system, you're defending yourself, then you're probably cheating. I see. You know, a, a system is going to cheat if it can. Uh-huh. And that would be how to describe the selfishness. Well, it's, just the same, it's just the same thing as power always corrupts. Yeah, but help, that helps me accept the anxiety I feel as an old man and interacting with people in the general public. And I feel like, you know, I deserve a little more respect than this. I mean, That's because you were a hot shot your whole life. You were entitled. I know. You've, you've pointed that out to I've me. Been, but I've that pointed just, that out to you many, many times. I know. Times. You've pointed it out to me. And that just didn't quite do it for me. But this, this helps me. That, uh, in other words, what you've been pointing out is the fault within me. Yes. And what you're saying with the cycle stuff, you're helping me see... That no, they're the goddamn problem. They're selfish, and they yeah, need, who can I I have a need to see me as less than I am. Well, it's true. Entitlement <laughs> is a is a, entitlement, arrogance, overconfidence. Those are all elements of self-oriented deception. Okay. That helps me. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to be able to help you. You're finally listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't know where I am in the cycle. That makes me resistant to listening to you. But, well, uh, <laughs> that's a very interesting thought. Is that cycle also pertinent to individual? Now, when we're looking at the wall here, both of us are looking at the wall because it's a circle. Yeah. So I'm I'm bringing up the hero's journey is not the same circle, but the hero's journey is a circle. And the, it starts with a fall. So yeah. it would be starting with the fall. It would happen bondage. This is an interesting concept that this Tyler cycle isn't just cultures, isn't just countries. It might be at individual levels that we... Well, no, no, no. I mean, uh, yes and no. Cycles happen in all living systems. Sure. You know, of thriving, maintenance, and then decline. Mm -hmm. So the question is, and you know, one question is, can the United States, so, you know, our view of where we are, and you're bringing up toxic followers, and you're kind of complaining about the followers, which you should complain about because human decision-making is not good. It's never been good. Every time we measure it, it's not very good at all. Well, I think this thing about the masks and COVID is the most blatant example I've ever seen of people going overboard because it makes them feel better. You and I might disagree on the mask because I don't I don't dis I don't agree that the mask 
provide no. Uh, it's I like someone using a I handkerchief. I didn't say that it provides none. I know, um, I know, but I'm I'm thinking it's okay for people to wear a mask. But I'll tell you another example of the vaccine where they're barring the unvaccinated from like places. Okay, well that goes against the fact that the unvaccinated are not a risk to the vaccinated. They, they pose no risk. Now, infected people, I guess the conclusion is if you're unvaccinated, you're carrying the infection, which is actually not true. <laughs> if you're carrying the infection right now, it looks like the evidence is pretty clear that you can be carrying the infection whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. So these, well, things, the whole, the whole these thing. things where you bar one group is really a political decision rather than a scientific decision. Well, that whole thing about vaccinated, unvaccinated, carrying the disease on both those situations, it, it gets emotional and convoluted and gets a little hard to make sense of it. But the, the mask is super clear. But yeah. let me jump, let me go to the other one. Let me, okay. Let me point out that the whole thing about the police, our over overdependence on police, I think our overdependence on police, our overdependence on prisons, our overdependence on controlling drugs. Bad decision making, as you say. All of these all are three examples of, those, of all three of those are we are overly dependent on those things because we can't quite let go of it. We know that we know that all three of those areas are just poorly, well, you, poorly done. You pointed out in your podcast on drugs, drug programs that Portugal has proven. I thought you did a good job in that uh, podcast about proving that Portugal has kind of the solution on the war on drugs. And so what you're saying today is like, how come we can't import their decision? How come the people making the decision can't buy into something that's proven? Well, in, in today's episode, I'm not focusing on our elected decision makers. I'm focusing on us as individuals who have a hard time accepting, like on drugs, just have a hard time accepting the idea that we can let go of the way we're doing it now. And well, you're saying the, the voters are in charge of yes. this. You think the voters are in charge? Well, I'm saying that that's a factor. That's one factor that that we that I, I typically have not concentrated on. And yet it's very important. We individuals, other human beings, we're too anxious to let go of what we have now. Well, you're, yeah, you seem to be saying that it's the followers and the, in this case, it would be the voters, are not willing to let go of bad ideas. Yeah. I can see that. But sometimes I'm thinking the, the you know, I've seen laws being made in the Louisiana legislature. I was kind of, a, I was kind of flabbergasted at how they're made, you know, this idea that they're, that you don't want to see how laws are made because it's like sausage. Yeah. It's kind of true, but those people try to do the right thing. They really are, have more integrity than I thought. Yeah. But the what comes out is a backroom negotiation. Yeah. And they have the motivation of not pissing off the voters. So you could be right and you could be wrong that the voters are still in charge of the legislators. I think that that 
that is a very good point that maybe it's the voters that are, you know, not willing to be creative and innovative. So it's time for me to conclude this topic. And I'll just say it this way, the way I, the same way I started it, is that it is not enough to just think that government is the problem. We individuals, the general public, needs to be aware that we cling to things that make us feel secure. And when we do that at a toxic level, when we go along with doing the wrong thing just because it makes us feel secure, it confuses the whole system. Mm -hmm. So we as individuals who talk to each other need to remind each other all the time about what makes sense and what does not make sense. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.